The real estate market is booming. Whether you look in the suburbs or the city, Chicago continues to expand, creating incredible opportunities for those in the know. We'll connect with Chicago's real estate moguls to bring you the wisdom and expertise to help make your next real estate move a lucrative one on the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. How are you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce. Welcome to the Real Estate Moguls Podcast. Today I'm joined by Kevin Rocio, partner with Rock Advisory Group, a division of App Properties, Christie's International Real Estate. Kevin, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. No, it's a pleasure. We've known each other for, for quite some time. So it's long overdue. Yes. And uh, as, as I've learned about your story, one, you know, we're going to stick to real estate for okay. today because that is, uh, I mean, you've been very successful in it, but your uh, the mindset and the experience and, and, and the things that you're working on are, are very much entrepreneurial and it seems like you're very much an on, a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an addict. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, you know, there's so many places to start, but why don't we start where you're from originally, just kind of the story in, in terms of how that evolved into your why uh, to, to pursue these these successful endeavors at the at, at the intensity that you do. Okay, so I was born here in Chicago, raised on the west side of Chicago. Mother was a letter carrier, um, and as a smart as a as a kid, I was always good with numbers. I was you know a nerd, and so when I started uh, kindergarten. I tested out. Um, they wanted to promote me to go to second grade. My mom said I was too small. Hmm. Uh, fast forward a couple of years later, I went from fourth to sixth, and then tested at a ninth grade level. But my mom said, "Nope, too small." So instead, hmm. they said, "Well, we have this great program on the uh, Marine Drive, the school called Walt Disney Magnet." Mm-hmm. Um, He's a, he's a no-brainer to get in. So next thing I know, I'm being bused from the west side to uptown, going to the school, graduated. Um, and then I didn't test to get into Whitney Young. So my mom moved us out to the suburbs, to Bellwood. Um, I went to Proviso West, Honor Society. Um, same thing. Um, always good with numbers. Um, good writer, which I... I picked up that skill somewhere along the way. I don't know, um, but but it being in both positions allowed me, as this poor kid from the West Side, to be surrounded by people with money or people with higher standards of education. Um, it opened doors to things that were possible that I never thought would be possible. Um, I was very fortunate that I wasn't succumbed to racism or the way that I see it happening today. We were just kids at school who all smart, who all had common interests, whether it was the science, math, or the arts. You know, we There was no racism involved. Um, to this day, I'm probably still blind, uh, blinded by that, meaning that I don't see racism with other people. I see, you know, if someone decides not to do business with me, it's because of some not choosing me. It has nothing to do with race. Um, it has to do with my talent. And whereas other people may say uh, they didn't choose me because I'm black, I, I just never bought into that. Sure. So, but it all, but as, as much as that is, I, I know that um, it's even in you to be that. Uh, I don't want to say a leader because you know, especially a humble leader. Like not, not that you're trying to be that, but you are that in so many ways, and recognize that it does play a role in other people's lives, and, and almost doing your part in a sense of even if it is advocating in that way that you don't see it to offer a different mindset or a different perspective, right? Well, it's always it's always uh, beneficial to offer uh, different viewpoints, um, but I make it a point for myself to be the best authentic person that I can be, and that comes in you know that's in education. 
uh, as well as articulation, as well as you know, helping others come up. Um, I'm one of these people that I will never force myself into your situation. But if you call and ask me if I can make an introduction, I will make the introduction. You know, Kanye West said it best. If your friends can't use you, you're useless. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Actually, I've never heard that. One like the, that. No, he said that in one of the brilliant lines I've ever heard. And I still use it to this day. And I live by that. If you can't, if your friends can't reach out to you because of who you know, then what's the point of knowing you? Absolutely. And, and again, serial entrepreneur, but uh, it seems like you've been in real estate for a lot longer than you've been as a real estate broker, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me about how you got into the industry. So I was an investment banker in California, came back to Chicago in 91, um, started as a loan officer uh, for a high finance mortgage company. Um, they were cold callers, you know, they would, they had the yellow page. Yes, kids, we had yellow pages before there was the internet. Um, <laughs> I sat there and I said, I can't do this. I don't want to be a cold caller. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I did was I went to every union I could in the city of Chicago and I said, Hey, let me be your mortgage guy. And so, um, the time was right because, it, you know, Mortgage brokerage was a new thing in Chicago at the time, even though it's been around forever. Oh, really? Um, yeah. And so what I did was with the transit workers, with the teachers, with uh, the electrical workers, you go into their locker room, there'd be a placard, and it'd have a 1-800 number and an extension. That extension, for me, internally identified which union it was, mm-hmm. and it came to a pager. Wow. And so that pager would say, you know, extension 101. Oh, that's the transit workers. 102. Oh, that's CPU. You know, and that's how it is. The cops, the firemen, everybody. And so I built my business that way. And, and you know, and I'm going to I'm going to say this not to be offensive, but um, but just understand how I operate. Uh, back then in 90 in the 90s, for loan officers to get business from real estate brokers, they had to print out rate sheets every week go drop off rate sheets every week, along with donuts and any any other inducement to get business. I said to myself, the day that I have to do that, I'm retiring from the business, <laughs> okay? So I did it the other way. I went consumer-centric versus realtor-centric, ah. okay? And so then I would have clients and I would introduce them to the qualified realtors. And that's how I built the business. And you know, when I retired um, in 2007, I was third, in Illinois behind Leslie Struthers <clears throat> and Dan Jeldum, and I was 10th in the nation, and never once had I walked into a real estate office. Okay? Wow. But, you know, the other I did little things tongue-in-cheek, so I was in Chicago Magazine, um, Chicago Social Magazine. I would do tongue-in-cheek ads that would be a play off of the Barney's ads from the 90s, so if you knew the Barney's ads, you know, they were very product- provocative, and I'm the one that I got in the most trouble for was I had this guy, <laughs> I had this guy in the shower, and you know, water cascading and everything, and you know, and and it was to play off a of psycho. <clears throat> but on the knife, it said "not approved, not approved, not approved," <laughs> and then it says, and then playing off the "got milk" campaign, "got approved." <laughs> I mean, but I would do that, but that that was crazy famous i mean or notorious and that's why i got drummed into a lot of business from that and that's why i thought i always thought outside the box to generate um business when you went to the movie theaters i think i had 40 percent of the movie theaters so while during it says the screen would say um 
enjoy the show. Your mortgage is taken care of. Nice. Okay. I mean, much just, different than the. I mean, much, <laughs> much, yeah. You know, and so fast forward when I decided to become a commercial broker, you know, they they introduced that concept of cold calling, and I said, not for me. You know, it's just I'm not I'm not a person of small talk. You know, and I'm um, you know even in public when people try to engage, I will cut the conversation. And say, I'm not. Let's not engage because you you won't ever see me again. Mm. Uh, and it's a bad. And some people think it's, it's bad, but I'm just. I'm Sheldon, if you know who Sheldon is. <laughs> All right, that's it. Uh, but then when I got into commercial real estate, I said, okay, <clears throat> I'm not going to cold call, but I'm going to look internally. So we had 1,400 very successful residential brokers, and I said, I want to be an extension of them. So as they um, sell their clients or buy their, help their clients buy a house, ask the question, do you have any commercial real estate needs? And then if you do, just make an introduction. And the rest is up to me, whether or not they choose me. And, and here we are. And, and I mean, as I'm hearing that, you know, you, you advertising is such a crucial role in, in marketing and advertising mm-hmm. in any business. And I often see that, especially in this industry, you don't get that kind of uh, you know, creativity. Where, no. where did that come from, you, that you were on, on point when it came to being comfortable with controversy and being provocative and 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 yeah maybe getting some heat for it dude what are you gonna say <laughs> i mean you know as long as i'm not breaking a law <clears throat> i just you know i i study marketing and advertising mm. i think as a little kid when i was growing up i thought i wanted to be greg brady uh, <laughs> or michael brady i should say and then <clears throat> and then i wanted to be darren stevens and advertising so i think a lot of it was drawn from that um but I just, I look at things visually and I look at why things, I ask myself, why are they doing this? You know, why was the Barney's ad campaign the way it was? That's all you talked about back then, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and so I was like, you know, hey, let's do something similar to that, you know? And so I just, you know, you don't see me, oh, just close to my fantastic clients. Oh, just, you know, no, the only time I would talk about a property is if there's something a unique deal, sexy deal story. Otherwise, you know, let your words speak for themselves. Absolutely. Yeah. And and from <clears> that <throat> point, finding that success early on, how did that shape you in terms of the way that you then evolve from that? Because it doesn't seem like you were doing. I mean, maybe you were, but you know, quite as provocative uh, uh, advertisements. But you you got the ball rolling. Right. So I I just I looked at what was being done and tried to do something different. And that's how it always was. Just I because. When you're doing something different, that's what catch people's attention because they're like, "Oh, what's this about?" You know, because yeah. you turn the page is like just sold, just listed. Turn the page, just sold, just listed. Yeah. Turn the page, hey, got approved. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know, I don't ask for. And you know, the other thing is, I never, I never ask people for business because it's implied why I'm doing this. Hmm. You know, and that makes sense. And and so you 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 know, I give an abundance, meaning I. You know, clients come to me and I refer them out. You'll never see me sell a condo. You'll never see me sell a luxury high rise. You know, not nothing, nothing residential related. All I do is commercial, and so anytime I get those, I refer them out. And I think being a specialist that way has allowed me to grow and allows me to do business with agents both within our company and outside our company because I'm not, you know, I'm not that resi commercial broker. Uh, that's just trying to do everything. I specialize in one category, one category only, and I make sure that myself and my team are the best choice. 
And tell me about that, just in terms of the forming of the relationships. How, how do you approach it? What's what's worked for you the most? Because um, I think it's something that's taken for granted, especially nowadays where people have to see that quick buck. Getting into the the, the business today is, you know, the, the COVID uh, kind of experience of order taking and not really relationship building. Tell me about just how you really built everything on relationships. Um, so it's a it's a it's a combination of things. One, um, it started organically with you know with one broker and then. That broker just doesn't start spreading the word. You know, you don't. I don't call real estate brokers saying, "Please refer me." Right. You, you know, it's all word of mouth. Um, it's all the social media has been one of the best things for me. Um, I teach residential brokers how to grow their business. You know, whether it's um, house hacking, whether it's uh, doing small commercial deals, because there's certain small commercial deals that they can do, <clears throat> but. But I want to make sure that if they are going to do it, do it the best. Don't half-ass do the job. And I hate to use it if I can use that here. Okay. Um, because, you know, one of the things I do now for the last two years, I've been teaching agents how to properly price t- uh, two to four units and um, five to ten unit apartment buildings. Because, you know, I look in the MLS looking for opportunities, and I see some of the greatest properties listed, canceled, expired, because the agent just saw a potential paycheck and didn't know what they were doing yeah you know and so that's one of, that's one of my biggest pet peeves about the in- industry so i'm just instead of complaining about it, i'm doing something about it and, and not just doing something about it in that way but you're also mentoring uh, individuals right yeah tell me about the role that uh, mentorship has played for you both as a mentee and as a mentor um so you know i came from nothing and and one of the things that i i say coming from nothing i didn't get to where i am without people opening doors and giving me opportunities. So my way to pay for, pay it forward is to help others that are trying to get there. Um, some of the best, most successful brokers in the city, you'd be surprised who I mentor, you know, and and it's not about me. You know, it's I want to see them succeed. I want to see them grow. And, and, you know, and I get other brokers who are doing deals that they just, they just need a quick five minutes to make sure they're doing the listing right. You'd be surprised. I mean, I don't, you know, most, a lot of people say, why don't you just refer me? No, it's, it's not about me. If you're going to do it, your client's trusting you to do it. Let's just make sure you do it right. Here, send me your numbers. Let me make sure you got them in right. And, how, and for yourself, what was the biggest uh, takeaway from you know, having a mentor? Or how, how did you go about even getting your first mentor? So when I was, uh, when I was in uh, college, I went to work for IBM. And, and it's a great story because it just, tell you how where I was to where I came where I am now. So when I walked in IBM in my first interview, I had on beige corduroy pants, <laughs> beige cowboy boots, <laughs> black suede shirt and a purple tie. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. From Chicago. I, I was poor. That's all I could afford. Um, well, I wasn't that poor, but. but <laughs> that sounds fancy, though. So I don't know. But, but, but the, I'll never forget the manager. Her name was Jean Prosky. And she says, you know, I really, you're really smart. I really like you. Great personality. She goes, but we're going to have to send you to IBM University. And so they sent me to IBM school how to dress. And that's how I went from that to understanding a blue suit, white shirt, rep tie. Wow. Okay. And then I just grew off of that. Okay. But that was the first thing. <clears throat> and then once I was navigating through IBM, um, uh, 
one of the senior vice presidents from IBM Montville, New Jersey, was in town. Same thing. So then from Montville, he would mentor me, and you know, and then it just grew from here. Wow. When you're um, and by the way, before IBM, I was a stockbroker oh, no at way. Osco Drug. So just okay. It, <laughs> It was elite. Uh, eccentric uh, background, yeah. right? <laughs> it just goes to show you, though, dream, you know, anything's possible. I mean, from a stockbroker to IBM, you know, and at the time I didn't realize how big IBM was, but, you know, I'm yeah. just, yeah. Oh, now no, they're not. Well, I mean, they're still, they're still big, just in a different capacity. Right. Right? Yeah. So what's the biggest, or the advice that you would give, uh, whether they're, you know, new brokers, but especially just brokers in general nowadays where you've kind of seen it all, right, in terms of what's worked, uh, how those things that have worked before have evolved, maybe don't work as much anymore. Right. But but what advice would you give to newer agents or younger agents starting out uh, in the business? I know you have to eat, but please make sure you're doing what's in the best interest of your client. That's the biggest, because that, that's your longevity. Um, anybody can do a transaction, but it's the relationship that's built from there and the trust and the relationship that goes deeper from there, meaning that I can't tell you how, many, how much business I get from the nephew, the nieces, the brother-in-law, you know, from clients that I've done business with that are in other cities. And that's how you want your, your name to be out there. Because you only have one shot. Don't screw it up. Yeah. And, and, and for you, in terms of building your business, how, how is... You know, that, that's always a challenge, right? And, and finding good people. How have you uh, built the business that you have when it comes to your team? And what are you looking for as you bring uh, new team members on? So, it's a very good question. It, um, so, I, I went through a revolving door of brokers early on. Um, and I, part of it is my, because I was still young and trying to make an impre- you know, trying to make a name for myself. So I failed them. Mm. Um, you know, young brokers are coming up and they have, you know, they want to be their own man or woman. I get it. I understand. Um, but unlike most teams, you know, there's only one Batman and there can only be one Robin, you know, and then there's a support team. Mm. And, and that's a very difficult pill to swallow. Uh, so, you know, but some of the some of the brokers that have come through my doors are some of the once again some of the top commercial and residential brokers that are out there. I'm very proud of them, and I always say that you know <clears throat> my decision, while it may hurt on the front end, I it's your longevity that I am more, more worried about. You know, and so you know, case in point, it I see it working, and I go, yep, that was a smart move on my part to let them go. Yeah. Um, it's difficult to find uh, talent, uh, self self supporting talent, and what I mean by that is that, especially the minority community, um, most brokers are, have not built up uh, reserves to where they can afford to spend two years training, mm. learning, cutting their teeth on commercial real estate. So the so they default and go in, you know, they're doing leases, they're doing residential, and then they just fall into that because it's easy. That's, so it, it's been very difficult. So my partner, who I love dearly, and it, you know, and he was at the firm for a few years before I asked that we should partner up. He's an, a real estate attorney by trade. Um, you know, was not hurting for money, and and it was one of the best decisions for us to come together. And, and here we are. Wow. Yeah, and we just his brother joined us recently. Um, I'm still looking for another. We need probably need another one to two. But the problem is, like I said, having the skill set and the discipline. 
you know, so patients do, right? And the, I mean, his brother was a bar, you know, owned a bar in Wicker Park. So, you know, has, has a financial means to support himself while he's learning the business. Right, right. So what's the vision for the future? What, uh, what can we expect from Rock? <laughs> what can I even say Rock? I gotta say the whole thing. No, I? you say Rock. How <laughs> <laughs> do I get in trouble? Arrested, you're in trouble. Dude. Um, so the, I don't want to, I'll just say, just keep your, your eyes and ears open. Yeah. Yeah. Big things coming. Well, yeah. Kevin, I appreciate you, brother, for coming in, sharing your story. But Thank you. you know, more importantly, just uh, the, the, the 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 mindset that you bring to it, and, and it's refreshing, and obviously it's brought success to you. So I, I wish you continued success. But uh, but thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for having me again. This is fun.